Hello and welcome to this Bioshock Infinite special. Bam, bam, How are you doing, Phil? I'm really well. How are you? Gavin. Gavin, sorry. <laughs> Introductions Jesus. and all that. Special. Yeah, so we're here today to talk a bit about Bioshock Infinite. If you haven't played the game, go and play it. Stop us now, go play it, finish it. This is going to be extremely spoilerific. Uh, there's not really a lot to spoil, necessarily. We'll get into that, but, don't worry. But no, 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 I'll tell you the big spoiler now, right? <laughs> We don't want to be, be letting people listen to this all the way through and then they find out right at the end that we're going to actually talk about yeah. some of the major story points, some of the gameplay points. Yep. We want to be completely transparent here on Gashcast. We're never going to piss on your leg and tell you it's raining. Do anyway, right, come on. We're here for a good time, not a long time, Phil. Excellent. Okay, let's go for it. Welcome back. Hello. Look, Kevin. Uh-huh. We came here today for one express reason. Okay. Lay on that me. was to discuss the series and the new game in the series mm-hmm. of Bioshock. Bioshock. Leading to Bioshock Infinite. Okay. Okay. I've been okay. saying Bioshock this whole thing. So why don't we jump into my bathosphere. Okay. Delve to the very depths and right. go back to the beginning of the series. Okay. With Bioshock 1. Okay. Okay. Originally released on August 21st, 2007. <laughs> We're going this detail. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay. right. Came out to very good reviews. It did. It was widely received. Well, widely received for having, and I'll quote, uh-huh. a morality-based storyline, immersive environment, and Anne Rand-inspired dystopian backstory. <laughs> Christ Almighty! <laughs> did you play the first Bioshock? I did. The first Bioshock was one of the first um, introductions I had to this generation of gaming. Okay. Yeah. Um, First Bioshock, I remember getting my Xbox, being very excited. I remember the first demo I think I downloaded was Bioshock mm. uh, and was kind of blown away by the atmosphere and you know how the demo ended. The demo ended with like all these nuggets pounding on this window trying to get through to you. Yes. And you're like, man, this is so atmospheric, I need to get this game. And then for some reason, I didn't. I ended up leaving it a couple of years, I think, until I played Bioshock properly and enjoyed it enough, I guess. It was it was fine at the time. Um but yeah, it was just one of those things that it's kind of like Borderlands for me that where it looked great and it had everything that I should like in a game, but it just never clicked with me. Yeah. Like I never thought, it was never a fun game to play for me. Uh, just didn't resonate. Didn't resonate is, is what is a better way of saying it. Thank you. I also bought it for the Xbox 360. Yeah. Played it through. The console. Really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. First one I really enjoyed. Yeah. Great fun. Shooting guys. Lots of scary moments and yep. really atmospheric bits where people are running towards you, screaming their faces yep. off. Dead, creepy set in a rapture. All these beautiful kind of visual effects happening. Yeah, water glistening yep. through the pipes. I think it. I mean, that's one of the things that strikes me is it was a kind of a push forward for first-person shooters, mm-hmm. and also had brought in this survival horror almost element to it that people know from like Resident Evil Four at the time. That was like the big survival horror game, and then Bioshock came along, and people were like this is scary as shit. The yeah. whole, you know, things running at you with wrenches, and even the kind of claustrophobic nature of all the water around you and pipe, yeah. you know, tubes that you were in would start to burst, and water would start pissing in, and you'd get that kind of breathless feeling as you ran towards the closest door. All that, very, very cool. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I mean, the, the, one of the most famous things from this generation, I feel that it will be the initial start to Bioshock, where you're taken down. Yes, into the depths, and you see the city for the first time. You see Rapture. It was one of my big bangers. One of your big bangers. Do you remember back when we did big bangers of games? <laughs> Amazing shit that has happened in games. I don't remember that. Do you not? Nope. That was way back in Geshcast twenty seven. That was a different Gavin. Oh, um, <laughs> you should explain that you're more like the Doctor than you are like the human. <laughs> but the uh, yeah, so I mean, it all looked stunning. And one of the things that Bioshock's always got going for it is the art, the design, and the art direction. Yes. It's beautiful. There's yes. no game that looks like Bioshock, even now and even we'll get into Infinite, but there's it's completely set apart. When you start playing the game, you instantly realise this is something completely above, well, above from an art direction level Yeah, in terms of polish and in terms of just the thought that's gone into the world. And in doing so, I think they immediately made a total iconic series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and absolutely. Just instantaneously, yep. just by being that bold with the look of the game and the yep. sounds used and the music used throughout it and the kind of psychological element of being in the first one led yeah. by this mysterious voice, mm-hmm. Oz character. Yeah. Oh. Oh, hey, no, I completely hey. agree. I mean, they did create something that was, again, for an, almost for a new generation of, of, of gamers, mm-hmm. I mean, this new console that was, and it was out for a while, but still, 
uh, yeah, they created this icon, which they've built on and built on into the series we have today. Some quick snippet facts, All right, okay. which will become pertinent later down the line. Pour some sugar on me. When the original Bioshock came out, its original ratings on Metacritic were like 96. 96 on the Xbox, 96 on the PC, 94. Okay, so... Okay. All the high scores. All the high scores. Game rankings is like 95. Okay, yeah, that's okay. critically acclaimed. Bioshock 2. Yes. Let us move on through the timeline. <laughs> the much-anticipated sequel to Bioshock was released <laughs> worldwide on February 9th, mm-hmm. 2010. Okay, so a three-year gap. game was developed by an entirely new team. You're joking. Although it did have a couple of members from the old game. All right, okay, okay. On board. And it came out to mostly positive reviews. Yeah. 87s this time around. Yeah, because when I played the first game, I did enjoy the first game, and again, from the art direction's perspective, beautiful, but I didn't feel the game itself. I didn't have a lot of fun playing it. So when the second one came out and came, those reviews said it's not quite as good, I thought, nah, I'm not even going to touch it. So I only really had only experience with Bioshock 2, I think, is maybe watching you play it Mm -hmm. when it came out. Uh, Which would be, yeah, 2010, yes, that sounds about right. And that was really it, and there was a lot of things like protect this person, Yes. And there's one thing I hate in a game, and we'll get into this later, is protecting people in games. <laughs> the second Bioshock almost continued immediately after the first one, and was again set in Rapture, the underwater city. Yeah. But this time around you were a big daddy, rather than a, a guy. A big pa. In the city, big daddies were the giant mechanical beasts that looked after the little sisters who yeah. collect, collected blood from... Mm-hmm corpses that were yeah. in the city. Not as much fun as the first one, mm. by quite a long shot. Okay. It was slightly faster feeling right. than I mean, the first one. Like a big, you're this kind of big yeah, super but you were a big lung king yeah. beast, but had some nice moments where you were absolutely outside of, because you were in a kind of diving suit. Yeah. You were outside of the city, walking across the ocean bed. Yeah, that's quite cool. Quite cool, but not cool enough. Yeah. Not really cool enough. It's a bit of a shame, and it kind of tarnished the series a little bit, I think. Yeah. I feel that Bioshock, even though the first one created this big icon... That they have built on the second one, it did drag it down a little. Yes, you know, but, but important in the series because then we'll mm. get that's enough about Bioshock too. Okay, because it well, it was enough of a not mistake, but enough of a drag to be playing through Rapture again so soon after. Yeah, playing through it the first time that it became obvious that there needed to be a new setting. Yeah, no, absolutely, you couldn't the have had a third game in yes, an underwater absolutely. Rapture game. Which led us to... Bioshock Infinite. Hooray! Hooray! Released on the Xbox 360, PC and PlayStation consoles. Hooray! Now you played it on the Xbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played it on the PlayStation 3 games console. So Sony we're completely fair for once. For once in our lives we are. And were completely fair. Somebody else played it on the PC. Mm-hmm. Chris, the Velvet Glove. Chris, did. the Velvet Glove played we're it. We're not so. going to speak to him about it. Absolutely not. Why should we? Bioshock Infinite came out on February 26th, 2013. Another three-year gap. Another three-year gap. Previously known as Project Icarus. Oh my goodness. Bioshock Infinite is not a direct sequel or prequel to the original game, Mm -hmm. but carries many of the similar gameplay elements. It certainly does, yes. Um, The game takes place in 1912 in the air city of Columbia. Mm -hmm. And in this game, you control an ex-Pinkerton agent, Booker DeWitt, as he raids the air city to rescue a young lady yep. who's been imprisoned there since childhood, and you can, again, like previous games, shoot guns and mm. do magic shit with your left hand. Exactly, yeah. Um, <laughs> so instead, you know, giving you the impression that it's something new, when really all it is is a different gun that looks like a hand. Yes. A gun that can shoot many bullets. You're essentially given a, a logiver from Judge Dredd. Yeah. Except it's a hand. Nothing wrong with that, though. Nothing wrong with that. But yeah, so a little bit of kind of on the premise. You're, as you say, you're Booker DeWitt. Mm-hmm. You've been tasked with retrieving this girl from uh, from Colombia, and it's, there's a lot of this. Bring back the girl and pay back the debt. Wipe yes. out the debt. The debt. The debt. What is the debt? Mm. You know, is, is he just in for a lot of money for someone? What is this debt? You what know, is it? There's also a, a continuous theme throughout the game of two twins mm. that you see at different points throughout the game. There's all these running themes. Yeah, go, yeah. There's, there's a lot of different things that culminate towards then you think, what's going on here? This doesn't make sense. And then by the end. We won't get into the end right now. <laughs> um, so yeah, so you go to this city, it's Columbia, and when I mean, you start off in the game, you're in this sort of boat, a rowboat being pulled by two mysterious figures mm. who are chatting away, they're arguing, and then when you get to the dock, you go up into a lighthouse. Yeah, instantly very, very similar to the original yeah, Bioshock. It's very, it's very Bioshock, straight oh, away. Oh, totally. Um, very atmospheric, music's great, hits all these right notes, 
And then once you get into the, the lighthouse, you're kind of strapped into a chair and then you take off. Rocketed into space. Yeah, the lighthouse has just a rocket station, takes you straight up and you, oh my God, oh my God, all happening obviously in this first person perspective. So you get to see going through the clouds. Once you hit through the clouds, then it's bam and it's... That Bioshock moment again. Yeah, exactly. The, the Bioshock the moment. the city in um, front of you. The beautiful Columbia. Yeah, the city in the sky uh, kept up by all sorts of science and zeppelins and things are floating around. Negative all particles. Place. Negative particles. Something. Uh, or something along those lines. <laughs> something science-y. Uh, so, yeah, so, so you get there and the whole thing is run by this fella called uh, Comstock. Who is, A very right-wing. Yep. Um, dealt with it. It's all like sort of religious zealot kind of thing where... The whole place treats him like a prophet, mm. like he's he's leading them into a better tomorrow, and it's all these religious undertones. You know, Very much so. The game kicks off with you being baptized. Yeah, I mean, as soon it, as you arrive in the city, it's baptism heavy. Is yeah, what it, is. <laughs> it really is. And yeah, you're kind of initially you're sent in just to find this girl who just happens to be this religious zealot's daughter. Yeah, locked away in a tower. Yeah, and you've got to batter your way along there whilst contending at first with. Just the magnificence of everything around yeah. you as you try to run through it. Yeah, I mean, when you get into the city, it's really unlike, again, like Bioshock, the original was, unlike anything you've seen in games. It's so achingly beautiful all the way <laughs> through it. That beautifully vibrant and colourful. Oh, so colourful to take you away from. I mean, the original Bioshock was colourful, but in a dingy way. Yeah. And this is the exact opposite. This is bright, clean, everything's sort of. It's got that kind of 1912 sort of. You know that where everything looks in the past a bit dirty. Yes, you've got that, but it's still so. It's, it's difficult to describe how beautiful it is. It's, well, I think I've got the, the main one difference it. and then the, the the previous in Rapture. When you arrive in Rapture, it's after some hideous event has crippled the city. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but and when in Bioshock Infinite, yeah. you have played a major part. Yeah, the, in crippling the city. Yeah, the, the, the problems that happen in the city are entirely pretty much the result of you being there. Your, your actions. And them trying to stop you. So, yeah, so you've got those. You've also got a lot of elements of rebellion because even though it is this sort of floating paradise, mm. there's a lot of. Uh, there's an underlying angry kind of subculture. Yeah, there's this. The Fox Populi. Yeah, who are these sort of freedom fighters who. Dissidents. Yeah, and, you know, for the, the most part, there's a lot of sort of. Because, again, 1912, a lot of racial. So much, yeah. You know, so it, many. You can tell that the working class and the underclass are, you know, they're up there on the on the zeppelins. They're the ones that are scrubbing floors and all this kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, and it is a bit uncomfortable at times. But I mean, you know, this is the shit that happened back then. Absolutely, yes. Aye. But uh, so you've got to deal with them. They're the ones that are, so you're doing odd jobs for them. It's very much it's very gamey in the way that they handle the missions. It's I need help from this guy, but he won't help me until. I do something for him. So you need to go and do things for the Vox Populi, you know, in order for them to give you guns or for them to give you passage on your airship or yeah. things like that. It didn't, I mean, to say that, yeah, it's correct, but uh, it didn't at any time feel like necessarily like a fetch quest. Every time you were engaged by somebody and sent to do something, it was very tightly wound into the story. It's natural the way they every, bring it yeah, up. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Everything yeah. feels very progressive the way you move through the story. And, Contrary to other games, it's not as linear as going through a path of rapture from one end of the city to the other. No. This one, you'll double back through areas, but do, things do, will yeah. have changed, and because you've been fighting it, there's fires everywhere. Yeah. Well, that's something that you bring up then, is the the whole multi-universe thing that happens mm. in Bioshock Infinite. Uh, when you end up rescuing Elizabeth, uh, she's obviously very scared of you at that point. She comes in, she's like, oh, you brute, you brute, what are you doing here? And bangs tries, on your chest. Bangs on your chest, and you laugh. No, you don't do that. <laughs> Um, if you've got connect, you can throw your head back and laugh. Uh, but yeah, so you eventually get her on side, and she wants to get out of this tower that she's kept in. And uh, yeah, from that point, she's pretty much your partner. Mm-hmm. And Elizabeth has this sort of talent, if you will, uh, of being able to open up tears, which are yes. kind of spatial anomalies and you know rips in time and space, in which she can bring things from other dimensions. Yes. Uh, so there'll be things all around each each level or each uh, each area which have this sort of black and white glowy effect to it. And whether it be, and it marks them on screen, whether it be, you know, medical kits or a, a rocket launcher like a or a piece of cover, something piece like of cover. Yeah. Uh, you can, by, by aiming at it and uh, holding down square, you can shout at her to make it real and make it come into, re- into that reality. So if you're low on health, you can call for her to bring in some med kits if there's a med kit 
thing over there. Uh, and because of that, the whole reality changing thing throughout the game, even though you do backtrack quite a lot through different parts of the game, yeah, because you do end up going through different realities. Universes, you're never, I yeah, you're never quite getting the same part because I feel that sometimes the game has a very specific style, and I think if you were to keep that exact style throughout the entire game, it would get a little tiring. Yes, uh, because even though it's beautiful. It can almost be too much of a good thing when you're sitting there and you're being bombarded with this you know, giant statues and a lot of the levels can tend to merge together into one. Like a few times in the game it was like, you need to go here and usually you'd be able to hold up the up on the D-pad and it would give you a line of where to go. Yeah. Sometimes that didn't happen. I don't know if it happened for you. Yeah. Um, two or three times, I had a look online it seemed to affect a few folk where it would say, you need to go here. And you press up and it just doesn't tell you where to go. Right. And it was just down to... Everything looks far too similar to make yeah, a judgment. It all kind of blurs together. Even though it's beautiful, it's one big, beautiful mess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, aye. Well, it's, it's a big, yeah. big, vibrant city. Yeah, So, but luckily, when you go through these different spatial tears, you get to see a version of the, the world as you've just been through, but it's slightly different. Yeah. You know, like you go through a prison that's got empty cells. When you go through the next time, it's filled with people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some, the decor's different, or some things are on fire that weren't before, or statues are different or you know it's there's so much in it there's so much in it i think yeah. that's a really key factor to this game mm. this game's an absolute blockbuster yeah no, in absolutely. terms of size scope uh, care and attention paid to it it's it's massive and there's yeah. so much and there's so many points when i was playing through it where i'm like right this is gearing up towards the end it's yeah. gotta be no no it's not absolutely keeps we'll going keep going yeah, keep I mean, feeding you more like the first bioshock you immediately know when it starts this is unlike any this is pushing forward again. Mm-hmm. This is, I mean, this is a triple A title, if you will. Yeah. That is, a, as you say, a complete blockbuster. Even things like when you're close to people in game. I mean, this is, a, for all intents and purposes, an open world game. Yeah. You've got, I mean, it's a massive world you're in and usually that's at the expense of polish or yeah. the characters are a little bit ropey looking. When you get right up in other characters' faces, like Elizabeth or whatever, you get right up in her face. She's beautiful. Beautiful. Absolutely <laughs> beautiful. Gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Like we were saying before about this is the first time that you're in the city as it has its downfall. Yeah. Because Bioshock Infinite set before Bioshock 1 and 2. Okay, I did not. The idea of, uh, what's his face? Comstock? Daniel Bryan, <laughs> the one from the first one, Andrew Ryan. Andrew Ryan. Setting up... Uh, Rusty Ryan. Uh, Rapture, because he wanted you know escape from the world after world wars and things like right, that, okay. and set up this utopian society. Well, I guess that makes sense, yeah, it's set before it, because it's set before it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But everybody that's involved in the game is kind of reacting to these hideous events in previous yeah, Earth's yeah. history, whereas in Infinite, they were actually involved mm. in it. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of about Booker D. Wet being, you know, a Pinkerton. Yeah. And before that, serving in the forces mm-hmm. uh, and like the Battle of Wounded Knee and then going in and attacking strike victims and getting them back to work. Yeah. So these are guys who have actually been involved in major historical events mm-hmm. other than Heroes in the next game being like something that's had just had things happen to them, uh, yeah. just being impacted by them. Yeah, a lot of deep, thick storylines. No, absolutely, and it's handled really well. I feel for for the most part. Uh, we'll get on to the, the ending closer to the end of the show. I think mm-hmm. it's probably best to do. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, the other big things in terms of story is, I mean, you've got this whole thing going running through it. As soon as you get to Colombia, it's sort of meant to be this. Well, they're getting away from America. They're being freed. They're being freed from states as it were they mm-hmm. kind of flew off on their own agenda and throughout the story you get to see how this how this ended up for them but there's a lot of kind of propaganda around it's a lot of you know comstock is the way forward he's the he's the prophet you know yes believe in him and very know, religious overtones very religious overtones and you are throughout the game vilified as the what's it called again the, the, the false game, prophet the false, false shepherd false shepherd or something along yeah. those lines bad man yeah so as soon as anyone sees you after a certain point Yes, you have a, a kind of branding on your hand. Yeah, so it's AD, AD yeah. on your hand. It's and then, <laughs> And at one point, you are... It was actually quite a cool moment. Like, you're walking through mm-hmm. Colombia, and it's all very nice, and everyone's... All the white people are having a doing the walking action to your people. Um, uh, and you walk into a kind of big theme park. There's, like, a lottery going on, and the, yeah. the girl's like, oh, pick a number. And I think just beforehand, you've been told by some mysterious voice not to pick number 77. Yeah, you get a little little, little card that's pretty much your only real instructions. Yeah. And it's one of the things like, do not choose 77. And you 
hit a ball at random out of this jug. Yep. Turn it around, number 77. Number 14, phew. <laughs> number 77 is called by a chap holding the thing. He's like, what have I won? Yeah. And they bring out a couple. Yeah. One black, one white. And stocks. And stocks. And at that point, you're given the choice... One of the first gameplay choices yeah. you're given either lob the ball at the you know interracial couple uh-huh. who are being you know brought out in front like circus freaks, yeah. or lob it at the guy who's running the show. Yeah, and, and who did you pick? Uh, I picked to throw it um, at the couple because I didn't want to blow my cover. I didn't want to blow my cover. Like, You'd have been much better at Call of Duty than I was. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on in Call of Duty <laughs> Black Ops. I did not. I threw it at the guy. What happened to you? Someone just stopped me before I could throw it. Exactly. The same I spoke thing to happened. the glove about this because yeah. he was very, uh, he was very, he did the exact same thing. He went to throw it at the, at the guy and was stopped. So I don't know how much the choices impact the game. Mm. Um, I said, "You son of a bitch!" You son of a bitch! <laughs> I mean, you. And then it, my hand was grabbed by a guy, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, it's him! It's Phil yeah. Shepherd!" And then all hell broke. That's pretty much what happens with, with me. It was when I went to throw it, they just saw they just saw my hand. Right. But it's an immediate thing that when you get to Colombia and you see this big paradise that it is, that's your first introduction to things aren't as cool as they seem up here. Yeah. And there's, yeah. A, there's a lot of shit going on that you don't agree with. Absolutely. And, you know, there's one point. There's so many. It seems weird to call them cool moments, but just moments you walk in, you're like, oh, shit. Uh, There's big statues at one point when you're about to walk into the Order of the Raven or something like that. And it's a guy with a big fork poking back, like really stereotypical Chinaman with the hats. Yeah, yeah, those those moments. Yeah, again, it's a product of the time. There's some raw moments in that shit. And the, the Order of the Raven turned out to be like proper into it. Yeah. And they have big statues of, uh, what's the guy's name? The guy that okay. shot Abraham Lincoln. Oh, um, I was going to say Lee Harvey Oswald. It's not. It's uh, fuck. I can't remember. People will be shouting. Anyway, anyway, big statues devoted to him. Yeah. and it's just crazy. But uh, before you get to the race bits, there's these other kind of cool tones that are there at the beginning, but don't really seem to be taken further through. Like mm. the whole city's set on these three principles. It was like what the sword, the key, and the the scroll, the scroll. Yeah, and they're represented by you know. Figures yeah, like so ben, think Franklin ben Franklin and George, George Washington, Washington and things like that. And they, they do play heavily throughout the game, but not necessarily in the way that you would imagine. Yes. Which we'll get to when we talk a bit more about the gameplay. But yeah, there's so much, as you can tell, we've rabbited on about the, the premise and the things it's behind the game. It's a ass game, and that is, is probably only the first half. Yeah, I mean, for a big blockbuster of a game, you don't expect such a big... No, I mean, Elizabeth, the girl you're trying to rescue, is in a tower mm-hmm. that is being kind of surveyed like the science lab all the way around yeah. because she can open these towers in time and space and she's protected by a giant mechanical songbird yeah like that's also in there yeah <laughs> you've got a sort of a big daddy thing going on almost it's like a you'd imagine it's yeah total kind of Stockholm syndrome type yeah thing that she has with this bird where she, like it's an abusive partner like she's always trying to defend its actions yeah Whereas you're like no it's a giant prick bird Aye, let's it. kill it Aye, let's kill this bird <laughs> um, so yes yeah, so, I mean we can move on to quick, we'll move on to the, the gameplay of let's uh, it's a first person shooter first and foremost mm-hmm. it's, there's a lot of shooting people there's a lot of melee combat in which you take your massive sky hook that we'll get into in a minute yeah. and whack it across people's faces and tear them up you really do and and it's in comparison to how nice and airy and breezy the whole game is and then when you get right into it you're just plugging fools left right and centre ah, it's pretty bloody and the second your guns you have these plasmids or biggers as they are now yeah. which are magical abilities it's the usual deal where you've got like two guns mm-hmm. you can switch between two guns and you've got things you know your standard your pistols your shotguns your machine guns your carbines your sniper rifles and then you've got the more sort of outlandish things like your rocket launchers or grenade uh, launcher grenade launchers things. And, but there's Everything's a few very steampunk looking. yeah there's a few weapons that go into that steampunk look yes. a lot more Like I think when you start dimension hopping yeah, there that, seems to be certain guns that will turn up in there that aren't maybe in the first universe yeah. because mm-hmm. that universe is a bit further into the Civil War that kind of ekes through the yeah. game. So they've got yeah, they've kind of developed more. Um, you've got, but they, yeah, the vigors are the, the main thing of it. They're your other powers that you have. So you've got things like the first thing I think you get is the Mother of Crows, which you kind of oh no maybe not it's the the, the um, possession. Yes, possession you get first. You can uh, use it to possess guys. And they'll kill people for a while, and then they'll kill themselves with yeah. just a stick in Which, the face. Which, again, is raw as shit, <laughs> especially when you get later in. I mean, the first one you do is you can uh, you can possess machines. Yeah. So you possess a machine, whether it's a turret, and it'll instead of shooting at you, will shoot at you know your enemies. Mm-hmm. And then it'll just go back to doing, shooting, shooting you. you again once it wears off. And then eventually, yeah, you can, you can possess other enemies. And, yeah, they'll kill all their friends and then turn the gun on themselves in a yeah. sort of a weepy way. 
And you're like, this is fucking raw. Like, <laughs> next ones you get, I think, are like the fire one. You get a fire one, yeah, which, I mean, each one's got a secondary on it, which you can get by either. If you just press the button, you'll lob like a fireball, and your secondary will be, you know, you can create a trap. Usually, yeah, like a landmine, but yeah, usually explode a big fireball when you need it to. Yeah, by holding it in, you'll just create a trap, which is, which is cool. I mean, for the most part, I found myself using all of them. Uh, throughout the game, but there, you do stick to you do have favourites, yeah. Which you find what works best for you and your gameplay style, and then you sort of just stick to them. Really, That's not to go into. Are we going? Are we going into each one? Are we going hit by hit? No, no, I don't really go. What were your favourites then? Well, my favourite ones were. I mean, the ones I found using most was one called Buck and Bronco, which would create sort of a shockwave that would travel away from you and it would throw guys up in there, and they would sort of go in slow mo, mm. and then you could just plug them. From there, I just shoot them. The other ones were things. There was like a water cannon still. I can't remember the name of it. Um, but you tentacruel or some something like that. Yeah, <laughs> lovely water. It would create a sort of high-powered hose from your hand that would knock people back. Uh-huh. Which later on, because you're on this flying on a lot of different you know, zeppelins and ah, airships, different platforms, people will attack you. So you jump on the airship. I was finding myself just using that to knock them all off instead of shooting them all. Just using that to knock like, five guys off to their death. Amazing. So, I mean, and it's cool. I mean, it is really cool. I mean, the, the the secondary for that was when you held it in, it would find the nearest guy and then, like, sort of a big tentacle would go out of you of water and it would bring them to you. Yeah. And it would just hold them there while you just either clubbed them to death or shot them. <laughs> I mean, it is a brutal game. Yeah. Like, there's no denying it. It's bloody and raw. Yeah, setting guys in fire. Well, there's very adult tones throughout it, but, again, kind of juxtaposed by these really pretty, gorgeous things yeah. happening at the same time. And as soon as you realise there's something... Sinister going on behind the scenes. That's what really kind of. That's no the such thing of it. as a free dinner. Well, so you so you say. I like you. the electrocute one. Or the um, shock jockey. Shock jockey. We stick to the elements. Yeah. Not in the fire. Something nice about just frying somebody, yeah. like a kind of wizard. Mm. And the electro spikes, like the emperor. Yeah, like the emperor. Like the, the emperor. And you could. There was. In the previous Bioshock games, there was lots of environmental stuff going on. We kind of mentioned mm. Elizabeth's ability to open up towers and change the environment yeah. around, but there was still pools of water that you could electrocute, and that would yeah. electrocute a bigger group of guys, mm-hmm. and swarms of petrol that you could set yeah. on fire. So I still like using all that crap. The other big thing that you have is your, your Skyhook. Yes. Which you get pretty Skyhook early on. Skyhook is new. Skyhook is 2013. New. Yeah, um... There's no... It's, it's difficult because the Skyhook doesn't really mean anything and it doesn't really have a purpose other than it's fun. Yes. There's nothing in the game where it's like... I mean, no, there are, no, there's no. parts in the game where you're like, we need to get up here, use the Skyhook, and you're like, cool. And it's fun to do and all yeah. that. And, you know, I mean, it does make the game a lot fun. And that's the reason to, we play games, because they're fun. So it's not it's not an unwelcome addition. Mm. But there was times when I was playing it and I'm just like, man, why do they have this big... Why, why do they have these big hooks around the place? I'll tell you. Okay, you go in. I'll me. tell you why. One, because mm-hmm. it's cool. Yeah. Two, mm-hmm. there was some battles, like say the last battle when you're fighting on these giant airships, yeah. there's a couple of skyhook rails on either side of you, you could jump up, which meant you could get from one end of the ship much faster than running. Yeah, yeah. And because in previous games... The action was a little bit slow paced because you're either clunky or the, in the first one it was just quite slow. Yeah. Whereas this just adds an element of speed. Yeah. To the I mean, that's I mean, cool. Like uh, there's very cool moments where you'd be on them. Mm-hmm. You'd, you'd be on a rail. You'd spot a guy on a platform. Yeah. You can kind of leap off it in a really just dramatic way. Them. Yeah. And you just get the cursor over the top of them. You'd leap off it and crush them on the way down. Yeah. So I mean, the, these are rails that go all the way around the city and all up and down, and you kind of go on them sort of roller coaster like. Uh, you can jump off at any point. Yeah. And things. you can switch between them as well, which is yeah. really cool. So if you get some speed up, you can control your kind of pace and reverse and things yeah. as well. So you just peg it straight down, stick the thumbstick as far forward as you can, yeah. leap from one to the other. It's a cool way to get... It's very Spider-Man-y. Yeah. That's what, like, even in battles and stuff, when you had to get out of there quick. If you yeah, saw if you're stuck with a group of guys around you, just, and that's you, you're away. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there are, there are elements to it that make sense why it's there, but I was always just like, why do they have these? Really? <laughs> The Polish use them up there. Uh, the there, Polish use them in this utopia. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's another fun kind of element. You use it for melee combat as well, rake it across some guy's face. Because <sighs> it looks like a big kind of tri hooked, you know, just like a big shuriken style thing on the end of a gun. Yeah. But yeah, it turns out like it's motorized also, like a, like a chainsaw. Like a mini kind of buzzsaw blade. Yeah. So there's a point at the, near the start of the game when you, there's a certain sort of wee event where you just jam it into like a policeman's face and turn it's it on. Immediately after you've yeah. caught. 
you punch one guy, steal his skyhook, yeah. and then the next pl- policeman runs towards you and you just ram it in his face and yeah. buzz him down. And you think, holy shit, again, this game is raw. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Yeah. Then you run. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, the skyhook. Now the, we are running. Now we are running. Richard Simmons Jr. over here. <laughs> Things like the skyhook, the vigors, the tears. All of this makes it the gameplay a little bit more tactical because you're given these massive areas sometimes mm-hmm. in which you're fighting you know different pockets of enemies. You know, bad guys might come out of like two separate doors at either side of the this giant expanse, and you've got to you know swing all around them and decide how you're going to take them out. So you can do it just full on, just shoot them, or you can you know mix up your your vigors, or you can fly around in your skyhook. You can and you ways. have all the tears happening at the same time. Exactly, yeah. So I mean, there's there's different ways to tackle each one. Yeah, which is which is cool. So I mean, again, gameplay. I because I've never been a fan of the Bioshock gameplay. Yeah, uh, as you say, it's just a bit clunky, a bit slow for me for what it was. So well, yeah. let's get into the next important element of the gameplay. No, young Elizabeth. Young Elizabeth. Young Elizabeth. Young Liz. I love Liz. <laughs> long Liz. Lovely long-legged Liz. Liz is the girl you have to rescue yeah. throughout the game, and. Immediately, when when you when you get a hold of her, mm-hmm. it, <laughs> you get a right good hold. Yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you get her out of the tower and you escape and you manage to get away from the big daft bird, I went into a room mm-hmm. and I came turn around to come back out of the room. She's standing in the doorway, and I'm like, ah, oh, a few times yeah. that happened to me. She just gets in your way a bit. <laughs> Although she does when she does appear behind you, like you never usually you can see her when you're running, mm-hmm. but then a lot of the time she is out of view and then you turn around, she's there. Yeah, and it's like that Sherlock Holmes game, that old PC one, like the video. You ever seen that one? <laughs> well, just Watson's always with you, and just appears behind you, and you can't get away from her. It's just a bit creepy sometimes, but yeah. So she follows you around, and the first thing, pretty much, that they tell you when shit hits the fan, you don't have to look after Elizabeth. It comes up on the screen. She can take care of herself. Brilliant news. And I put this down, game of the year. Yeah, <laughs> just because of that. Because of that alone, having a partner in the game that you don't have to worry about is the best. Escort missions killed Bioshock too. Yeah, that I, I couldn't do it. I, no. I, would, I would almost tempted after enjoying this so much to go back to Bioshock Two. No, I no, that's kill it. That would kill it for me. Yeah, I would. You, you, you'd be bored of it within moments. To, uh, to me, it's always been lazy to go. Here's another life bar you need to worry about. Yeah, and it's just you know a waves and waves of guys will come and this will kill half an hour in the game. Yeah, it's always felt kind of lazy for me, to me. But luckily, Bioshock, there's nothing lazy about Infinite. I would go as far as say, Gav, right? Mm. Get yeah. this down. Okay. On tape. Write this down. It is, it's on. The tape's going. The best companion mm-hmm. in a game. Mm, I don't know, Phil. Best, best <laughs> looking. <laughs> no, just purely in terms of exactly that. Yeah. Not having to protect her. At moments throughout the game, she'll you know find money and give you them or find yeah. locks. She can open up doors with lockpicks. Mm-hmm. So there, she gets rid of that stupid pipe puzzle that you used to do in Bioshock 1 and 2. Yeah. yeah. Out the door. Yeah. She will find money and she'll toss it to you in a very cool manner. Yeah. Here's some cash. You catch it. this one coin yeah. and you see like $100 appear in your thing. <laughs> Whoa, like, Whoa, that's a big coin. That's some coin. Uh, and when you are in a gunfight and you kind of, you're running at bullets, you're shooting guys left, right and centre, you're like, oh my God, this is the end. Yeah. You'll look down and she'll be like, here's some ammo and toss your gun yeah. and you just keep firing. Yeah, and your character because like, thanks. <laughs> but even when she is kind of in, involved in the battle, she's always kind of cowering behind yeah. statues and stuff and it always looks quite kinetic well, I mean, and cool. And you, if you she's were, never just standing there or walking into a wall yeah. or just spinning around. No, so that's natural. I mean, she even when she's not doing it and you're not in a battle, yeah, if you're just standing around, she will just like go off and just lean against a wall, or you know, just kind of relax. Mm-hmm. And it's natural; she's not just standing there staring at you, which some of the residents in Colombia do. Yes, when you know, I've always found it. I know it's daft to expect in games, but I always think like you're walking up to somebody in Colombia, just a guy, a regular son of a bitch, sitting there just enjoying his afternoon, and you go up and you just start staring at him, just to see if they've put anything in the game where the guy's like, "What is it?" <laughs> what? What do you want? Get away from me! Quit staring at me! But it never happens, and always I've, I know I'm making that happen. Uh-huh. But it takes me well out of the game. <laughs> um, Stop just staring at guys. I know, but I want to see if the one one game will do. It. If any game was going to do it, it would hey. have been this game. Hey, what the fuck are you doing? Metal Gear did it. Yeah. Why can't they do it? When you stared at metal long enough, she pure hit a beamer. But yeah, I mean, the good thing about this, if you told me that this is what Elizabeth did, like when you're low on health, she would chuck you health. Or if you're running out of ammo, she'd chuck you ammo. I'd be like, that sounds a bit like, that sounds bullshit. Yeah. 
but it's done in such a natural way and it's always at the right moment she's all, you're always like yes, fuck I'm, it's I'm, not all the time yeah and it's never so when it is when it does happen it's special yeah yeah come on yeah, exactly so I've got like five bullets left shit 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 and she's like you need some ammo you're so like, special yeah. is there sexual tension between us I love you so much little bit no you're my daughter oh my god <laughs> don't ruin that eh? um, but yeah I mean the, the good thing about that as well is how this game does not at any stage fuck about in terms of its pace and it moves you forward the entire time yes uh, whether it's part of the story which you just play through there's no cutscenes necessarily there's no there's just no fucking about they want you to get from the end of the game yes uh, and what's show you all this amazing shit that it's got it gives you kind of any additional information in a kind of disposable way so if you don't want it you don't have to have it yeah. keep kicking that cable at the computer if you don't want it you don't have to take it but these 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 audio clips like they yeah. had in the last game and little videos you can watch on kinescopes or whatever they're called yeah. to give you a bit more backstory or history. And it does as well. It adds this whole richness to the world. That there's, I mean, there's already such a rich world there, but it adds to it. Yeah. And I'm happy to watch it if it's that well done. Yeah, like I hate in the game when they get like you know here's a file that some scientist wrote. Yes. And you're just like, I'm not reading like a four page. Well, the, document. Fu- the first couple of Bioshocks did that well as well. They yeah. kind of led you through that and. When you're listening to sound clips, it doesn't really affect anything else that's happening mm. in the game. Uh, one thing to mention is when you die, yes, you are either brought back by Elizabeth mm-hmm. almost instantly. You die, and it just goes black, and you get these sort of fading in and out, like you're fading in and out of consciousness, and you see her, like you know, like tapping a syringe or you know, pumping don't on die, your, don't on die on me, face. you motherfucker. She says <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't say that. No, but um, so yes, yeah, she pulls you back up onto your feet. And you're usually back at a certain checkpoint. Yeah. Uh, not far from the action. You don't have to redo the, the... If you're fighting like 50 guys, you're not having back to fighting 50 guys. You've, you've killed the guys you've killed. Yeah. But the guys you may have injured are back up to full health. And it usually drops you off somewhere that's quite... Safe. Safe. Or there's a, a vending machine near you in which yeah. you can buy more bullets or health or upgrades. And again, that's in an effort to just keep things moving forward. Yeah. Um, so you don't... I mean... Well, the first ones did that as well. They had the... Yeah. What they call beta chambers? Yeah, yeah. yeah that shit. You kind of wake up in one of those. This, is, this is a bit more fast paced, quicker, just, yeah, yes, for and, sure, and a bit more exciting. And her just struggling to get you back to life yeah. rather than just well, I'm alive again. Which when is, she isn't there, however, yeah, that, that's when it gets a bit odd. You get a kind of graying, like you're in a tear, and you're reaching for your detective, Pinkerton detective agency door or yeah. something to step back out into the world. When you step through the door, you're you're, you're back, back in the back right. in the game. It's, I, I can completely understand why it's done. It's to keep things moving forward. But to me, towards the end, when things got a bit hairy, with mm-hmm. like that many enemies, and I found myself dying a fair bit yeah. towards the end, I found that I was using that mechanic to my own advantage because it doesn't matter if I die. Yes. I can just go into it. I can just tank right up to like three or four fucking Patriots at one time. The mm-hmm. Patriots, which is worth mentioning, are massive robots that look like George Washington and other presidents. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they have mini guns and giant wings, and <laughs> giant flag wings yeah. going off behind them. Um, yeah, giant steampunk robot versions of George yeah. Washington steam towards you. The first time you see one of them, it's very cool. It is very cool, yeah. and it's not something you expect to see. You, because they treat the presidents with such, they're so revered mm-hmm. by giant statues of them. When you see one trundling towards you, like robot version, you're like, "That's bitching." <laughs> but yeah, I mean, because of that, you're given a rechargeable shield, uh, which kind of Halo style will fill back up if you yeah. if you're not touched in a while. Um, but yeah, I found myself towards the end using that to my advantage because I know there's no penalty for dying other than losing some money. Yeah, uh, which kind of made me kind of dismiss the tactical element of it, but I enjoyed so much. And that's on me. That's that's my choice to do that. Yes, but I think I'll, I think that's quite, it's too easy. They make it too easy to. And I don't want to replay checkpoints or anything. But I feel like I, I, this developer who's obviously put so much time and effort into it, mm-hmm. I feel there's a more elegant solution out there for this. And they just go, fuck it, I don't matter if I die, blah, 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 run right up to a guy and keep shooting him. Yes. Because who gives, who gives a fuck if I die? She'll bring me back and I'll be right next to a vending machine. Yes. Yes. No. It's a valid point. I guess it just depends on your play style, really. Because that doesn't bother me. And this is one of the few cases where it's correct to do it, in my opinion, to push the story forward. Because there's too much going on. It's too rich. It's too thick to get you stuck at a point that you yeah. can't get past or... A bit that you have to continuously replay to get yeah. past because it would just kill the story, and mm. it's there's too much going on to have a break. Yeah, in I mean, that. for me, and you do always have the option to go back. 
and yeah. do it again, and it's big enough and wide enough to do yeah. it again. I mean, for me, I mean, I completely, I say, I completely get why this is this way, and the alternative is worse. Yes, but I don't completely agree with the way they've done it in that okay. way. That it's just too easy mm-hmm. um, to do it. There must be a, a middle ground here, which we could, without having to replay, but at the same time, there's a penalty for death and yeah. doing, doing badly and not playing tactically. That is just other than losing some cash. Yeah. Because cash means nothing in the game. You get thrown it all the time. You know, right. you find it on hundreds of people. I mean, when, when you kill someone, usually they've got something on them. Yes. And, and it just involves a little double tap. By the end of the game, you're not even looking at what they have on them. Just take that, take tapping. that, take that. Yeah, you're, Every time you pass a bin, ooh, yeah, you're, fl- yeah, you're floating <laughs> over. <laughs> well, just so when you'll kill someone and they've got a pineapple on them <laughs> or a piece of cake. Well, Why are they keeping that? Well... Is that weird? I mean, we've really kind of talked about the look and the sound of it so far. I mean, the the voice acting's very good. Yes. Uh, can't really fault it on the voice acting either. There's two uh, characters in it we haven't really mentioned yet that are uh, sort of the, the two kind of twins that appear. Yes. Throughout the game, sort of ghostly, almost uh, yeah. quite creepy. They kind of kick off the idea of Bioshock Infinite being able to exist outside of its own time. Yes. Even before you kind of run into Elizabeth. Yeah. There's something very kind of paranormal about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, enough. they appear out of nowhere, then they disappear. They give you all these cryptic clues. You see them all around the city. They appear just at the most unexpected place. You'd never expect to see them. Give and, you some weird power and then disappear again. Yeah, exactly. And then so by the further you get into the game, you realise that Certain people, like the people that maybe have taken you to the lighthouse at the start of the game, were these people. Yes. Uh, but you see them cutting around all the way through, and you're like, man, this is crazy. Like, strange. What's going on with these two guys? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, well, I mean, it turns out the, the woman was uh, the woman kind of responsible for the development of this science that keeps the city up. Yes. All this negative particles. She stuff. was also, at first, you get the idea that she was responsible for Elizabeth. Yeah. Not necessarily like a mum, but yeah. she, her science was behind some of the, the yeah. abilities that Elizabeth yeah, has. She has. Elizabeth is kind of built off from the beginning to have been, she'd only been in her mother's womb for a week or something yeah. before she had to be, the mother died and she had to be taken away and then she was grown in a lab. Yeah. Which, you know, we'll get in story elements later on, yeah. but all these people start to kind of weave together and it mm. paints a picture that she's a scientific experiment who yeah. can open these spaces and yeah, these tears and, and yeah. And go through them. That's, I mean, it's a really cool idea, and that fact that now, I mean, by the time you get to the end of the game, it's explained that there are a multitude of different universes. There's almost an infinite amount of universes that you can go to and go through, and each one's slightly different. And, mm-hmm. and it's almost their way of going, we could just pump these out, <laughs> you know, in a way. Well, yeah, but not enough. And it's, de- it's not seen. I don't see it as, a, as necessarily a bad thing, but it gives them a bit of an out in terms of what they can do next. Yes. As they can go, well, there's millions of different op- possibilities. Yeah, we kind of learned that not only... I mean, this is, this is the odd thing about it. When you start getting into the whole dimension hopping stuff, point where you have to try and get some guns from an arms dealer mm-hmm. and uh, you arrive too late to save him from yeah. people. Uh, so the solution is to cross through in a different dimension where he hadn't died. Yeah. At that point, mm-hmm. I was like, right, I'm no longer in my original dimension. Yeah. So... What happens to that dimension that yeah. I was in? Yeah, you know, I, I get that. Yeah, I was all. And this happens more and more towards yeah, the end of the game. Until, by the end, you're just running through thousands. Yeah, I mean, it's until by that point, before you get to near the end, the world you're saving isn't your own world anymore. Yes. You're not actually. You're saving a reality. You're saying a reality, but then you don't even really know if you are because you don't know enough about the world that you're in. Yes. Yeah, you start to lose focus on yeah. the propaganda starts to change around it, and at one point. You become the kind of martyr. Yeah, you go from being this this kind of reviled character to be going this you know up on posters. Yeah, you know, like he's the he's the savior. Absolutely, yeah. and at, and at that point, because you were martyred for the cause for the cause for the cause course Jim Cor. When you are faced against the guy who you kind of martyred yourself for, the Vox Populi again. They don't believe it's you, yeah, and they so they instantly they, start to attack you as well. Yeah, they, they don't want you, and you see that they have become a twisted version almost of themselves, yeah. almost as bad as the original Absolutely. oppressors. Yeah. It's a fucking... like it, When you start to think about it, there's so much involved there is so in, much this in the game. game. Uh, and that's why it's... I, I wasn't expecting there to be that in this game. I was expecting a, a, a shooter with some yeah. kid-on grenades that look like your hand. Yeah. And that's in there, but... 
everything surrounds it is so it's a, it's a meaty game Aye. it's a meaty sandwich it's pretty fantastic what were your best bits Gav? well maybe not so much a best bit I don't want to get into this whole fucking feminist side of things right but there is a moment in the game when you get Elizabeth at the first time she's very much like a house on the prairie sort of school teacher mm. uh, she's got this kind of white stuffed up right necked up shirt you know and she's like oh which which necklace should I choose from these creepy twins mm-hmm. oh that's another choice that was in the game yes there was a cage what, or a bird what did you pick I chose the bird I also chose the bird I just thought a signal that said freedom, freedom. Yes. exactly she's no longer in her cage she's now flying free yeah so, do we know if anybody picked the? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, yeah. So yeah, um, and you know, long dresses as of the style. Yes, it was very the style much like the country school mom. Um, but there's a point in the game where you get into the airship, and she disappears for a bit, and she comes out, and it's just like she's matching with a low cut, busty, fucking corset on, silk jacket, just mm-hmm. like she's cut her hair so it's all short and sexy, and you're just like. Why did that need to happen? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, here's here's the excuse I'm going to give okay. for them. Playing devil's advocate. Yeah. Uh, I would say that it was, it's a coming of age story for her as well. Yeah. She This is her escaping from this capture she's had for so long. She's away from them, her big protective bird for the first time. This is her becoming an adult. But we'll see, that's what so I would have thought. she has to have a bit of a... But she was like... She's wanting to show herself to be a woman and a, a stronger woman. But At that she, point, she's she was like she's when she comes out though. She has like, I'm sorry, this is all they had in there. Yeah, right. Was, was it? I but I'm not. But that's, I, I think that's a bullshit answer. I think they just wanted to show some titties because it's a game. <laughs> true enough. True enough. I'm sure there's an element of that. I think that's the. I think your answer is the answer they would give if yes. you called them on it. I'm just but playing devil's advocate. I don't think it is. I think they just went. We need to show some titties in this game because there ain't none. Yeah, there's guns, tech, boobs. Mm. Uh, it felt a little bit forced to me. I wouldn't have noticed, and I wouldn't have said this game's lacking in tits. Yeah, but the I mean, there's points in the game where she's like strapped down to a table, try to save her, and she's got the jacket off and shit, and she might as well be fucking tits out. <laughs> and she's like, "Nah, I don't need it. I don't need it because uh-huh. I don't see her in that way. You know, I'm protecting her. I ain't trying to cop a feel." Well, is that the other part? Is mm. that the other thing that it's trying to do? Is try to Put the idea that she is, you know, like a love interest almost. Yeah, yeah. like Mario and fucking Luigi. Let's <laughs> they're going to pull a Star Wars on me here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so other besties things. That, that was one of your best bits. No. The fact that there had to be tits in it. There had to be tits in it. It <laughs> makes me think. No matter how how far we go yes, in games, exactly. there always has to be tits in it. Yeah. Um, what's your other thing you've got? What's the other stuff you have in the board here, Phil? I was going to mention the. You've got to have kind of similar themes run throughout a series. Yeah, some for the fans. Exactly, exactly. And I'll mention this again later when we get into the worst part because not all of them were great. Yeah. Did you have any moments? Did you see anything from the previous games immediately well, when you? There was stuff. I mean, towards the end, not to go right into the end and no, no point, fuck it points where you go. Into, there's a point at the end where you turn up in Rapture yeah you, it, they kind of you go through another rip another tear and you're in Rapture yes and there's a lot and of the things music's playing yeah, and you, you go think, past one of the Vita chambers yeah even as someone who's not a fan of the series or the first one at least yeah it was cool yes it's cool you go in there and you look across across the water and through a big window you see a little bridge and you see a big daddy and a little sister yeah and you think that is pretty cool. Yeah. And, you know, it's quite, it's just fan service essentially, but it's still cool. Great. Still cool to see. What other stuff did you see? Bit at the beginning, obviously. Mm. Lighthouse. Yeah. Which shows up again later on, kind of unfolds in itself. And the bit where you're being baptised as well, there's mm. all these kind of linear walkways in a really open world game. They yeah. only ever seem to use a linear thing. And when they do use it, yeah. like heading towards the towers like being baptised it's something just really iconic about it again yeah. there's just that it's normally water involved around yeah. you as well they've just managed to capture themes yeah, that so just they've done it really are well, instantly yeah. Bioshock mm-hmm. and no. not many people are able to make a new-ish IP ring yeah they know, their, they know their series especially this is what you could maybe call a reboot mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. And uh, but they still definitely know the series back to front you can tell that other best bits were yeah. lack of pipe puzzles lack of pipe puzzles brilliant and no escort mission box. It seems to be, again, It's th- th- I'm thinking the longer we go, the more we can leave behind in terms of games. Yes. Um, uh, n- adding things to new elements to games is always good, but we need to kind of get rid of a lot of bullshit that has become standard escort missions. You know, pipe puzzles. Uh, I played the new God of War uh, through last month, and I'm still pushing blocks and mirrors around. Yeah, yeah. We yep. don't need it anymore. Quick time events. We don't need them anymore. No, we're past it. Hit me up with some of your worst bits about the game. I'd say 
there's not many. I'll be honest with you. There's not a lot. Um, the one big thing was, I, I, even if it is, again, I, I don't see it as a problem, but it is the whole respawning without any uh-huh. real okay. prop. There's no real punishment I'll you that for one. it. Uh, <laughs> one thing, things I did seem to find right were a few times when you're in big open combat, you've got this big open space, huge group of people, you're skyhooking around, you're, you know, you're fending off all different groups from all different sides of places, and... There is an element of you can't go on until you kill everyone. Yes. Uh, you know when you kill everyone because it goes on the music. It's free, you're yeah, fine. That's you. A few times I found that some of the bits are so big. Yeah. Uh, you're fighting from platform to platform, again, giant zeppelins, and you know, you're flying around statues and you're skyhooking, you know, miles away from where the baddies are. I found a few times going, Where's the last guy? Like, where's the last guy I've got to kill? I need to kill the guy to move on, but I don't know where he is. So I'm searching around for this one sorry son of a bitch who because I'm not in his field of vision mm-hmm. has forgotten about me and is just patrolling around some boxes somewhere so I've got to go and find him and kill him uh-huh. instead of just going well he doesn't know where I am and I can just move on it well, just you goes, did it many stages there was points where I just pegged it past people I'm like fuck you guys I'm yeah. okay <laughs> oh, no, no, we're going to the next scene yeah no no I, I understand that but when to resolve that action scene right to, to hear the double boom aye yeah oh, that's completely on you though I don't know, man. No, but there, but <laughs> that's there just you being a completionist. Were, no, but there definitely were being time. There were times in the game where you had to kill everyone to move on. Maybe until bosses to, to trigger to trigger a, yeah to trigger well, a, gen, an yes. event. Yeah, um, you had to kill people, and because but generally of that, when you're just in the city, you could just peg it. Yeah, but that does that problem doesn't just go to that. The problem persists across the whole game. So in those sections where I need to do something, so there's some little guy cutting around somewhere, and I'm like, right, I need to go and find him and kill him. That's his ass. Oh, I guess okay, right, fine. And then so there was a point where um, it was the handyman, one of the giant mechanical men yes. that you fight, who's sort of a mesh of man and machine, like a big ape. Yeah. Um, at one point, and that I was going right. Where do I go? It was the point where you're fighting the woman from the Vox Populi, and she's got a little child as a hostage. Yeah. And it was like you need to get in there to help her. You need to get in there to stop her. But I hadn't killed the handyman. He was hidden behind some boxes. Right. And I didn't know this, so I'm skyhooking around the entire level trying to find out, but I couldn't see anyone. Uh-huh. And then I heard, like, I could hear him talking, though, so I know he's there. And I'm like, where the fuck is he? Mm. Like, where is he? And then eventually he ran out and tried to kill me. I killed him, then I moved on with the game. Uh-huh. But I was like, that's a wee bit, that's a, it's a wee bit odd. It's a bit off. I mean, everything's so right. perfect for that to just, I don't know. But That's unlucky. I think more than anything else. Yeah. Because I didn't have any shit like that. Well, again, maybe it's maybe I don't know. It's the difference between the PlayStation and the Xbox, but again, things like the locators for me, yeah, two or three times in the game didn't work. And right. when everything starts to meld together, everything's in the same style. I was like, it was like, right, you need to go to this place, and you're like, right, well, where was that? Right. Press up to see, and it's just like it comes up with the instruction, but no line to show you where to go. Mm, it's not it wasn't, so that spent a couple of minutes me fucking wikipedia it. Where is this place? Because like, I'm not stretching from one side to the other of the level. Because... Mm-hmm. I'm not here to do that. Right, again, playing the devil's advocate, or rather, in fact, I'll push it on to somebody else. Charlie Brooker on Twitter. God. Normally, I'm on the same wavelength with Charlie Brooker on a lot of things, but he kind of came on, and it's normally what I would say about almost every R game that everyone else defends, but he came straight on Twitter and was like, I was shocked, it's a bit wanky, isn't it? (laughs) And kind of accused the storyline of breaking down past a certain point. Do you think there's any element of that? Do you think that's justified? It's difficult because it's a. It's I mean, it's because, an opinion. But it's but. an opinion, and because it's a game, I think. See, when you start taking a game into this level, where it's like you know, there's three or four different things going on at once. Yeah. So many different characters. You're talking multi universes. You're talking all this. Things that would be in a book would be fine, and a film would be okay. But because we don't have this with games yet, where mm-hmm. it's a respected medium, even by people who do respect it, mm-hmm. you're still like that's a bit wanky. It's a bit much for a game, isn't it? Yeah. Bit much to have it, you know. That's why. That's why shoot folk and look at tits. See, that's normally the, that's normally me. Yeah, that's me. To the I didn't core feel at games. any point Bioshock Infinite stepped over the line into uh, pretentiousness or wankiness. It just did what did what it did, and it eventually ended up being quite quite touching to me. At the end of the game, I was quite like, oh, well, that's I'm completely satisfied with it. Mm-hmm. At no point did I feel shortchanged by Bioshock Infinite. I mean. Talking about those little niggles in our worsties, those are infinitesimally small compared to how much I enjoyed this game. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the fact that we both played it through in like 24 hours. Yeah, exactly. We both played it through. I mean, I 
cannot play a game for more than an hour to two hours Aye. without having to put it down. Uh, whether it be short attention span, whether it be just wanting to do something else. I've got 90 other things got that I need to do. mate. I'm a man. Exactly. I've got things to do. I've got to draw stupid stuff as well. But yeah, with this, it was like four or five. I was having Tetris dreams about it. Uh, Tetris dreams being the dreams that I would have about a game uh, because I used to play Tetris so much and I used to dream about it every night. Uh-huh. I was having Bioshock Infinite Tetris dreams. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, one of the, it's just, it's, it's a blockbuster and it's almost you think to yourself well that's this generation done mm-hmm. who's coming out who's going to come nice. I like these send off games though. Yeah. these are the very pinnacle of the Xbox 360 and Playstation games let's quickly mm-hmm. talk about the ending okay and what it means for the future of the series okay okay right well, alright well, describe the ending to me in five words <laughs> yeah five words um, five words all crammed into five minutes okay so, <laughs> so what happens <laughs> Basically, Elizabeth becomes one with her ability, and uh, you kill Comstock, ramming his face in a birdbath that yeah. leads to death. Let's say it's a font. <laughs> it's not a birdbath. <laughs> I don't know all your religious <laughs> terms. Uh, so Elizabeth begins to just unravel the universe around you, opening yeah. up these doorways into just a series of dimensions of nothing but walkways towards lighthouses. Lighthouses. Yeah. So just like Bioshock, Bioshock 2, just mm. like Bioshock Infinite, the universe is made up of thousands of possibilities playing off you, your story. She mentions the fact that there's always a man, there's always a door, and there's yeah. always a lighthouse. Mm. And you're kind of streaming through all these different realities. Yeah. And she tries to explain the backstory of how you are Comstock, basically, in two yeah, realities. Yeah, from, from what it looks like, is there was a moment upon in your, your past, choices, yeah. No, there was a moment in your past just after the Battle of Wounded Knee, where you were offered the opportunity to be baptised in your yep. sense. Mm-hmm. Your Booker DeWitt chose to reject that, yep. whereas the other Booker DeWitt, Comstock, embraced the baptism, yep. had a kind of evangelical second coming, mm-hmm. and it started off in a religious And went on to this, yeah. That led to Columbia. Columbia. Uh, yeah. At some point, these two mysterious twins and Comstock develop the ability to cross through universes, mm-hmm. make an offer to Booker DeWitt at his yep. lowest ebb mm-hmm. to take his one and only baby daughter away from yep. him. Give us the girl and wipe out the debt. Give us the girl and wipe out the debt. Mm-hmm. Echoing back to the similar themes from the first game with mm-hmm. the Would You Kindly, you've mm-hmm. been told the answer to the story all the way through. Yeah, the it's, proper. it's one of those things you only generally see in that kind of... Uh, like appointment television HBO kind of shows oh, absolutely. where you're just like oh fuck that's so clever Total and it makes sense yeah. Ending. Yeah. and it, the result of which the only way to stop it it's not down to just killing Comstock it's down to going back to that moment of baptism mm-hmm. and instead of accepting or rejecting it have your own <laughs> daughter drown you yeah multiple versions multiple versions of your daughter drown you I I don't I think the way it was presented for me at least was it was all it was an information rush pretty much straight away. It was yeah. like bad influence. I wish I had that pause button on it because it took a lot of information and a lot of revelations really quickly. Yeah. And it felt to me by the end even though again I was touched by it and I thought it was a really nice ending, um it was a bit quick. Yeah. And I think to do I think the reason like people like Charlie Brooker or people in general, the story of oh, you are the baddie. Yeah. I can see that being taken by some people to be a little bit wanky and go, oh, for fuck's sake, like that's a bit corny, yeah. that's a bit cheese ball. But I don't, I didn't, I didn't feel that way. But mm-hmm. I could see why people would to go, you know, you've all, you know, it's you're the, you are the baddie pal, <laughs> you are the bomb, you are the bomb. So I can, I can see if maybe that's what they're talking about. But uh, man, how could you, how can you not like it? Yeah. How can you not like Bioshock Infinite? It's, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of other, other, other just adjectives or other ways to describe it. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. From start to finish, the most content-packed game. Yes. When you don't expect it to be. Does not shortchange you at any point. Yeah, it's just worth the money. And that's something you think. It's not like, oh, wait till it drops in price. It's worth forty-four ninety-nine if that's where you see it. Absolutely. Yeah. Get it. Uh, in comparison as well to other sequels, mm-hmm. That have come out in recent months, yeah, like God of War, yeah, like exactly. Assassin's Creed Three mm-hmm. that haven't pushed the series on enough. Trash, to make, 
basically <laughs> compared to this. Yeah, this is yeah. an absolute example of how to make your series fresh and how to keep people interested. Yeah, and how to even this is the third game in, and this one's better than Bioshock. Yeah, yeah. I There's mean, not many games that come out that you know people are like the third game in. Yeah, yeah that's better than the original. It's, I think it's because I mean something that I can only really think of that's been done recently is Devil May Cry. Mm-hmm. Because Devil May Cry series I've never liked. Yeah, um, a series that got stale really mm-hmm. quickly, and even the fans of the thing were like, "Oh, I'm getting a bit sick of this." And then they re- they released it with a completely new coat of paint and new gameplay mechanics, and much like Bioshock Infinite has packed it full of cool stuff. And it's one of my favorite games of the year. You know, easily yeah. they just they just went to town on it and they changed the things up. And I think that's what things like God of War need to do and and the like because they must be looking at the reception to God of War and yes. things like that and going, uh-oh. I think what worries me, though, is how Assassin's Creed 3 got so well-received. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, again, complete opinion, completely subjective. I really didn't like it. No, there's nothing. There. I want something different, and I don't think that's going to happen because cause I like the series, mm-hmm. but I just want to see something move on, and it ain't going to because that sold like shit and they got critical acclaim. Yeah. Yeah. So, but luckily, anyway, Bioshock Infinite. What does this mean for the series? Now what does it mean for the series? Behind the curtain, yeah, kind of burst the bubble. Uh, yeah, but they have. I mean, it's, it means in a way you can have a Rapture series, you can have a Columbia series, you can have basically as many series as you a want. series where it's Columbia except they have goat heads. Yes, it's a Sliders Quantum Leap sort of deal. They should have Sliders crossovers. Yeah, <laughs> Jerry O'Connell could turn up. Oh my god! That. Can you imagine? Hey, hey, pals. Yeah, I mean, it, it does. It opens a lot of doors, but at the same time, you know, you now know. Yeah. Well, what do you know? That's the other thing about yeah. it. You know that this guy had to deal with shit across dimensions, but any one point in any other tale mm-hmm. taking place, their stories could be just as linear as Bioshock's was, yeah. or just as open-ended as Infinite's yeah. was. I mean, they can just go, right, well, imagine they made a really big, lovely city in space. I don't see how you can... <laughs> the DLC and everything that's going to come out for Infinite yeah. how you could go back and just be like right I'm in Columbia again hooray yeah, yeah. you We're pretty off. much end up destroying the place and destroying the place destroying the future mm-hmm. as well yes yeah. another running storyline seems to be that Elizabeth's kind of darker possible future leads her towards destroying modern day New York City yeah yeah, <laughs> uh, which was a cool scene yes. to mention as well when you, you do end up kind of going in through a tear and it's modern day New York being bombarded by these steampunk zeppelins with yeah. you know fire, and she's all old, and she's like, you know, oh, don't let this happen. You need to go back and sort it. So much shit happening oh, in this game. What's <laughs> it? I mean, it's beyond our ability to really verbalise. Almost. But luckily, we told you the ending. Luckily, we've told you the ending. Which we still, which we told you. <laughs> go and play the game. Uh, a fantastic well worth a guest cast special episode of this very absolutely I can't think of any game that's going to come out that's going to want a guest cast special episode in the future you never know you never know like I say this is the kind of swan song of the the current consoles so there might still be a couple of classics there's a few things that I'm looking forward to yeah for sure like things like The Last of Us and, and the like Looking forward to things like that, but yeah, this I'm looking me, forward to them, but I'm not going to blow you away like this, did. This, this is a total surprise. A, yeah, it's a fitting end, and as, as you say, a surprise, much like Far Cry 3 was for me. This is, in Call of Duty, a surprise! A surprise! Motherfucker! <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm going to give it four geshes out of five. Excellent. I am going to give it four and a half. Oh, the girls gave it four and a half. <laughs> Listen. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about Army of Tortoise just now, or do you want to leave it? We'll leave it until the next show. Excellent. Uh, thank you very much for joining us again. Yep, sorry if we rambled incoherently about Bioshock Infinite. No, we didn't. We made it really good. We did. What a great episode. Uh, thanks to us. Thanks to us. Join us next episode. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Will Here. we kick up to Geshcast 3.0? Yep. Okay. Geshcast 3.0 episode after this one. Never grow old, never die. Twitter at Geshcast. That's uh, all you need to know. Yeah, live forever. Bye! Viva la raza, bye! If you should ever leave me Though life would still go on Believe me The world could show nothing to me So what good would living do? God only
knows what I'd be without you to do. do.